back to the official podcast for the Data Initiative. On today's episode, we will be chatting with a Northeastern alum, Jackie Pazinski, about her time at Northeastern and how data analytics is integrated into her day-to-day work post-graduation. Thanks. Um, yeah, my name is Jackie Pazinski. I graduated from Northeastern undergrad in December of 2016. I had a dual degree in uh, business and political science. I also have minors in international affairs and history and a concentration in marketing. So I really run the gambit um, with all of these different topics. I've been in Chicago since graduation. I'm currently a decision scientist at the marketing store, which is a, a global customer engagement agency. And I spend the majority of my time working with a large global automotive client in their after sales business. And I also work with a large American telecommunications company. Um, I've been at TMS for a year and a few months. Prior to TMS, I managed scouting operations for US soccer's youth national teams. Um, I had a lot of responsibilities in that role, including analyzing scouting reports and player production data, I was basically looking for insights to provide to technical staff like scouts uh, and coaches. I was at US Soccer for almost three years. So that's that was my first job post-graduation. I did two co-ops at Northeastern. The first was in product development as a performance and kids merchandising co-op. It's kind of a mouthful at Puma. At the time they were in Westford, Massachusetts. And the second I did as a growth marketing co-op at a startup called Turo in South in San Francisco. And Turo is a peer-to-peer car sharing company. It allows owners to rent out their vehicles on the platform to other users. And then I also did two internships in sports at the Boston Breakers, which was a professional women's soccer team and at USA Triathlon in Colorado Springs. I kind of want to dive a little bit more into your academic path, what you were majoring in and minoring in. What drew you to political science and business? Yeah, it's interesting. I think, um, so I actually came into school undeclared, not because I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I couldn't decide what I wanted to do. I had a lot of interests and I still do. Um, And so I actually started out with political science. And I think growing up, my vision for myself um, if I if I had to have picked something when I graduated from high school, it would have been some sort of analyst for a government agency um, similar to like the CIA or some kind of agency like that. So political science was an obvious path to get to that point. It wasn't until I started looking at co-ops that I really made the connection that business and in particular marketing was an area that I was really interested in pursuing. So the dual degree kind of fell together. I had intended to have a political science and international affairs degree, which is why I have that minor. And then um, maybe a year and a half or two years in, I really decided that business was, was the path that I was going to go down. 
I always tell my friends this, I was like the queen of changing my major without <laughs> classes. So I applied to Northeastern as a political science and econ major because I was like, okay. oh, political economy, like that's what I want to do. Because exactly. I, right, I also wanted to be a political analyst because I was like, I would love to analyze like voter behavior and like what leads them to do that, right? Then I was like, you know what? Maybe econ isn't what I want to do. Let's like shift towards business because those seem kind of similar. They're actually not, I've now learned, but um, a few weeks before I was set to start classes at Northeastern, I was like, you know what? I'm having a quarter life crisis right now. I don't know if I want to do political science. Let's just stick with business and see how that goes, right? And so I switched to business and um, that's where I kind of like fell into marketing because I feel like my interest in voter behavior, I guess you could draw parallels to like consumer behavior almost. And so- Absolutely. Right. And like you were mentioning with, when you were searching for co-ops, you noticed like, marketing was what you wanted to do. And I think that's one of the beauties of the co-op system that no one really talks about. It's, it really is introspective as like cliche as that sounds. Like I, I really learned that there's certain job descriptions that I'll see, I'll be like, oh, that's immediately interesting to me. Or I'll see a buzzword that I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. I can just pass that to the side. Yeah, it's so true. And I think a lot of people grow up I think business is a really common major and a lot of people grow up with that as a potential pathway for them. But for me, both of my parents were mechanical engineers. So I was always, whenever I was considering a pathway, I was mostly considering the academics of it and not necessarily the actual nitty gritty and what you would do in the job. So co-op for me was eye-opening and it really allowed me to, as I said, since I have so many interests, kind of pick and choose to see which things were interesting and which things maybe I didn't want to do in the future and be able to know upon graduation exactly what combinations of functions and industries would be interesting to me. I feel like we actually have so much in common because both my parents do <laughs> business either. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you some of the things my parents do because I don't know. And I think that's just like a natural answer when people are like, oh, what are your parents doing? You're like, I don't really know. But um, <laughs> both my parents studied uh, computer science. So I do um, think I will be pursuing like a data science minor. So it's kind of related. But at the same time, I feel like with business, I'm very different in that realm. And so um, how did you navigate being from a background that's so different from what you were actually doing? What I would say is that I, I think that we talk a lot about um, like having a specific background out of school and obviously that's helpful for co-op, um, but there are some, and this is something that I learned from having a dual degree and sort of being multidisciplinary. There are some themes and threads that kind of run across all majors and some skills that are beneficial for anything that you do in life. So there is, there is some level of, I think Excel is helpful for everyone, you know, <laughs> whether you're going to go really in depth, whether you're going to start um, creating macros in Excel or whether you just use it for simple formulas. I think that's something everyone can use. But generally, I think um, a lot of people take a look at my background and kind of ask how I ended up in analytics specifically, which is a fair question. Um, I've always loved using Excel. I remembered this Halloween, one year in middle school, I actually did an analysis on candy brands that they passed out in my neighborhood on Halloween. 
and I, it didn't occur to me until recently um, that I was kind of connecting that thread. But I think that there are a few different career paths that I was interested in, and none of them were career paths that my parents had had done. And so for me, it was so important to use the resources that I had at Northeastern. And the co-op the co-op program really allowed me to play with those possibilities. And I'm really thankful that there are multiple. I would recommend doing as many as possible because you really learn so much in each of them. And I had a whole strategy for what I was trying to do and um, trying to do co-ops that were different from each other so that I had a variety of, of experiences and I was exposed to a variety of industries and things like that. I mean, I can talk more about kind of the pathway in data analytics for somebody who doesn't have a computer science degree. That's a lot of the concern I've seen from people who are in the analytics side of business, but they don't necessarily have that CS background. Like how do you tackle like potentially being asked like a Python question and maybe you don't know the answer to that or how do you even prepare for that? Yeah, for me, it was it was a slow, steady build. Um, I took the intro to computer science class. It was CS like 1100. At the time it was like half Excel and it was half Microsoft Access. I got an internship with the Boston Breakers, as I mentioned. They were moving stadiums at the time from Dillboy Stadium, which is in Somerville, to Harvard Stadium. And some of the tasks I was asked to do included consolidating lists of season ticket holders in Excel and okay. performing some simple functions on the data, um, which I was able to do through my own experience in Excel and partially because of the computer science class. And when I was co-oping or when I was interviewing for Puma, I was able to leverage that experience and tell them that I had had this, this background in Excel. And then on the job, there were folks who were kind enough to teach me how to use VLOOKUP to search for information about specific SKUs like colorway, product number, uh, production cost information, things like that. And then I was able to use that skill to analyze sell-through numbers of shoes once they had gone to market by region and product details. And then later on, when I was applying to my second co-op, I was able to use that experience to level up a bit and get access to a role that would push me to expand that skill set. So at Turo, I was also, again, lucky to be able to learn from people there how to write macros and SQL code. And that was really the first time that I considered that I might be interested in having a job that was fully focused on data analytics, because in my past roles, that was just one piece of it. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, as I mentioned, Puma was more of a, a product development role and my sports experiences were more in operations. Okay. I was also at, at Turo, I also was able to work in Google Analytics and Facebook advertising and a data vis visualization tool called Domo. At USA Triathlon, which was the next thing that I did, I wasn't really involved in data, but once I got to US soccer, I was able to, I was one of the only people who had had that kind of skill set, mm -hmm. uh, which isn't as common in the sports industry. And so I was able to like broaden this base of, of software that I had access to. And I was able to teach myself Tableau there. They got me a Tableau license. Um, and I eventually pivoted from sports to the agency that I'm at, 
because I really wanted to have a role that was solely dedicated to analytics and I wanted to branch out of the industry. So now in my current role, I predominantly use SQL, Excel, Tableau, and I've learned some other biz tools on top of that. So basically, I think for me, and everyone has a different path to get there. Some people have different majors and then they go to a boot camp and then they go right into the industry. Um, but for me, each step of the way, I tried to do my best to leverage those past experiences to sort of upgrade to a higher technical level so that I was able to learn on the job. And that was particularly important for me on co-op or using internships to do that. I mean, I think that's pretty good advice. And I think that like any interviewer will probably tell you the same thing because I know that they always want you to like answer questions. And I think it's like the star format where you're always talking about like a situation, task at hand, the action you took and then the result. And I feel like the one of the easiest ways to do that is to talk about your past experiences. It seems like you were shifting a lot between co-ops and internships. Is there any one in particular that really stood out to you as like your favorite? Uh, yeah, I think it's, <laughs> it's hard to pick a favorite. Uh, I had sort of a, a thought process going in and I knew that I wanted to work in sports, which is a pretty niche field. It's, it's almost like the entertainment industry. It's, it's a pretty tight knit group. And more specifically, I was interested in working in women's sports if I could. Okay. And I wasn't sure when I was first starting if that was going to be at like a sports brand or a professional team or a national governing body like U.S. soccer, or USA triathlon. So I interned at the Boston Breakers before co-op and I got that hands-on experience. So I was very keen to see what life was like at a sports brand, um, at a company that was a lot more organized and a global company that had um, a pretty significant brand presence. So I, I definitely was able to achieve that by working at Puma. Um, but what I wasn't able to achieve in the first co-op was expanding the, the skills and data. So honestly, if I had to choose a co-op that really changed the career trajectory, it would have been Turo, like I was mentioning. It was, like I said, the first time that I really considered, hey, I could do this full time. This could be my only role instead of, I have this ability and sometimes I do it when it's needed, but my role is generally something else related to operations or related to marketing or strategy. So it was really Turo that kind of opened up the, the industry of data analytics for me. You mentioned that Turo was more of a startup yeah, it definitely was. Um, when I first started at Turo, I think there were about 100 people there. Mm -hmm. And by the time I left, we were approaching around 200. Do you have a preference now? I know that you said that Turo was obviously like your most eye-opening experience. Do you think that it being a startup had anything to do with that? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, there's those two experiences can be quite different. Although again, this is just my experience. Um, it all depends on what you're trying to get out of the role. Puma is a global company. They're based in Germany. There's thousands of employees. Um, although it's important to note that when I worked there, their largest shareholder was a group called the Caring Group, which is a French luxury goods group. 
has stakes in Gucci, Balenciaga, Alexander McQueen, etc. Puma is a little bit different. And generally speaking, I would say roles at larger organizations are more specialized, um, which is sort of what we were saying, right, with these titles. That's why I worked specifically in one department, which was merchandising. And then within that department, I worked in one business unit, which was performance footwear. And the, the pro to working in a large company is learning those processes that have been developed and hopefully perfected over time. It's a really good place to start for that reason, even though sometimes those processes may slow decision-making down and prevent a company from pivoting quickly. Mm-hmm. That wasn't necessarily my experience at Puma though, since the merchandising arm was structured with the need to be sort of ever-changing and adapting to new industry trends. Um, Turo was an entirely different experience and um, speaking in very broad scopes, you can generally get more responsibility faster at startups and smaller companies. And there's potential that your role may be less specialized simply because there's this sense of like all hands on deck. Yeah. And what I really felt, uh, the team at Turo was hugely supportive and trusting of my work in a way that really surprised me. And I don't think I would have grown as much if they hadn't given me that opportunity and responsibility. And the final piece that I think is important about startups is that unlike a larger company, there may not be a set process for doing things. And you may even be expected to create your own process, which is great for people who like to be creative and solve problems and not be bogged down with routine. But Mm -hmm. if you're somebody who really likes structure, then startups, and again, the experience is different, but an early stage startup might be challenging for you. A good way to put it, and I'm sure you've probably heard it in your political science classes, but like bureaucratic red tape at at bigger organizations, there's more structure. You have like that top-down organization. You're getting direction about what you're doing. And there's like this set process that's been in place, but at the same time, it can make things really, really slow and you need like approval really quickly. One of the things that I've heard is that um, startups are usually a bit better for second time co-ops when you have a little bit more experience and you don't necessarily need your quote unquote handheld, you're able to own the processes more. Yeah, I completely agree with that sentiment. And as I mentioned, I I don't want to put like a blanket statement on anyone because people are different. But for me, I really needed to have a first co-op where there was a process and where I did have some some level of of a handbook ahead of time to be able to follow because I kind of thrive in processes and then the second co-op and perhaps this is one of the reasons why it was so eye-opening for me the second co-op really opened up a whole lot of doors for me I definitely had structure at Puma and then at Turo I was given a lot of free reign and I think that that was a really good combination for me to have that, you have a little bit of confidence and some background in what you've done, and then you can move on to the second one and really challenge yourself. And I definitely felt really challenged at Turo when I first got there, um, especially when I started to learn SQL and macros. That was pretty overwhelming for me at first, but it led to really significant growth. 
So you were mentioning how um, you were able to leverage the people at your job and be able to kind of teach yourself. Do you think there are any um, websites out there or uh, platforms that you can use to teach it to yourself if you don't necessarily have a job that is able to teach you those skills? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think analytics is one of one of the fields that is most open to um, career switchers and most open to people who are pivoting or people who don't have that that level of experience. For me, I used I used Coursera, uh, LinkedIn Learning. There are other MOOC platforms that you can use to sort of supplement your knowledge if you don't get that kind of information at work. If you really want to go intense, there are boot camps like General Assembly. Um, it's really, it, I think it's really specific on what kind of skill you're interested in. If you're looking to learn like R or Python, then that's probably a good opportunity for you to do some sort of online course. Or even, I mean, a lot of this stuff is, is open on the internet. You can go on GitHub and learn a lot from what people have done there. Um, for me, I'm kind of, I'm interested in the storytelling of data. I spend a lot of my time looking at other uh, data viz uh, platforms and seeing what other people have done and kind of looking at ways that I might be able to apply that in my life. Um, um, Tableau has a viz of the day. So they select um, a visualization that somebody has done and you can kind of take a look at that every day. <laughs> I had mentioned to you this website Pudding.cool. It's my absolute favorite data viz website. Um, it's a site that they they have visual essays, and it's a really good example of telling a story through data. It's the site is called the pudding because of the the saying the proof is in the pudding. Oh, okay. I love learning new things, and I think that that's generally something that people who are in data um, analytics have in common. So those are some resources I've used, but it really depends. If you're if you're data science heavy, then you probably want to spend more time on GitHub and creating code and stuff like that. But for me, I love uh, looking at visualizations. Yeah, I'm the same way. I think it's because I I want to be good at design, but I'm not very like I can't draw to save my life. But um, I find it so cool to do like digital stuff. So I guess data viz is kind of like a step into that direction. It's a nice combination of art and science. I did get a chance to check out pudding.cool um, earlier today. And I think one of the first things that caught my eye was this quiz that was trying to test you on whether or not you could spell like last names of certain NBA players. I got one correct. I probably would have gotten a similar percentage correct. That's all I have. Do you have any like last... Um, pieces of advice for any Northeastern students that are currently um, interested in data viz or data analytics? Yeah, I would say sort of what I was saying with having these soft skills that are translatable across fields. Mm -hmm. I think there are three key pieces that makes a good data analyst. Uh, the first I would say is lifelong learning, which is what I just alluded to. You're, you want to be the kind of person who's constantly researching things that you find interesting and learning more about how things work. Even if you don't necessarily have the vision, um, you can learn from other people who have walked in your steps and 
um, kind of learn about who you want to become. The second thing I would say is self-sufficient, which you alluded to. I think you have to be able to work on your own and not require a lot of handholding in order to solve problems or answer questions. And of course, it's okay to reach out for help. Um, but I think that you'll find that you learn a lot better if you can come up with the answer yourself. Absolutely. And then the final thing, which I've kind of built my career on is this concept of being adaptable and being able to pivot quickly and change your approach when the situation requires it and not being set in one particular mindset. I think Northeastern is fantastic. And there's this saying there about being comfortable with being uncomfortable and truly that will serve you well in the future like definitely get get comfortable with feeling like you're not the smartest person in the room or feeling like you maybe don't have the answer at the time because that's when you grow the most thank you for coming on today jackie see you guys next time <laughs>